Hello, my podcast friends. Oh my goodness, I have a treat for you today. A while back, I started doing episodes with women who have been in our programs or coached with me, sharing more about their unique stories. And it's been so, so cool. And I haven't done them for a while. And so I am really excited to be sharing a Her Story episode with you today. I brought a one-on-one client on with me, Andrea, and she is sharing her story about how she achieved food freedom and weight loss without dieting. So if you have ever been in a space of wondering if this is possible for you, what it looks like, how you can get out of that diet sabotage cycle and actually lose weight, maintain weight without tracking, weighing, measuring food, and learning how to listen to and trust your body, I really think you're going to love this episode. So before we jump in, I just wanted to let you know that we have a few coaching options for you if you are looking for support in your own journey. Andrea did one-on-one coaching with me. So this is an example of what it looks like um, to work one-on-one with me. And if that's something that you're interested in, if you want that one-on-one attention um, unique to your needs and um, your approach, all of that, you can go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash coaching and fill out the application. We will meet on a quick call just to talk about your goals, talk about where you're at and what coaching could look like for you. That is what one-on-one coaching is and how to get started there. And then if you want to be more learn on your own, part of a group, part of a community, be coached in a group, um, and a little bit more of a financial um, uh, feasibility for some, we have the Wellness Academy. It's a monthly membership, a women's coaching membership, where you can create the exact same results, just more in a group community type setting. So we have a couple of those options for you to get support in achieving food freedom and gaining control over food and losing weight without dieting. There are a couple different options. Those are your options for support. If you want to learn more about the academy, um, the membership that we have, you can go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash academy. And again, if you want to look into one-on-one coaching with me, you can go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash coaching. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for letting me share. I'm really proud of Andrea for coming on and sharing her story. I hope you'll give her lots of love and let's jump into it. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. 
on this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, my friends, I am excited to bring back a part of the podcast that I actually have not done for a while, and I really want 2024 to be more about sharing women's stories um, of their food freedom journey and their weight loss journeys, and so I'm really excited. I have Andrea here with us today. We have been working one-on-one together for about a year now, and I'm really excited because she has a unique story and a really cool story about how she created change and made peace with food and lost weight without dieting. And all the time I get messages from women asking, how is that possible? I've only ever done it this way. I've only ever done it by tracking or being really strict. And how is it possible? And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story today because it is possible. And through making peace with food and being able to create nutritional balance without tracking and weighing and measuring, um, Andrea has been able to... um, find that food freedom and weight loss. So we're going to be sharing more about her story. Welcome so much. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, And she's brave. I wanted everyone to know this is a brave thing to share part of your story. So I'm, I'm so grateful for her to be being, being willing to share her story as well as Um, I hope that it relates to someone out there who's listening and who feels stuck or who feels like this doesn't seem possible for them. Um, It can feel really heavy. And I hope this um, episode brings some light and some um, positivity and hope that you can do this too. So Andrea, will you just kind of tell us, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, but I think it'd be really fun right now to kind of share where you're at right now. Like what have you accomplished? Where are you at with food, your relationship with your body? Um, all of that. Let's just kind of give us everyone a snapshot of, of where you are right now. Okay. So I have come a long way. Um, I would say right now I'm much more comfortable with, um, food. I'm comfortable around food. I don't have rules. I used to have a lot of rules around food. Um, I've created habits and I recognize that those are really important. Um, I don't weigh or measure or track any food. Um, I have more acceptance, I feel like, and compassion for myself um, and my body. And I think I focus more on what my body can do than how it looks. Kind of gearing up to get stronger and do more. And I've been, you know, hiding for a while. So I'm feeling like I'm in a good place to stop hiding. Yeah. I love that. Um, a lot of women struggle with that feeling like their body holds them back from doing the things that they want to do. And that has been part of your story. And now you feel like you're able to show up 
in the body that you have and also while you're changing it and improving it, right? Yes. Yeah. So yes, like we said, you really come a long way. And so I kind of want to share with everyone a little bit more about your um, story. So before, like when we started coaching together, where were you? What was, what was your relationship with your body and what was your relationship with food specifically? So I think when we met, I had lots of stories. Yeah. Um, a lot of stories. <laughs> you helped work, work through those with me, but I think I was still just ashamed of my body, um, hiding, um, wanting to do things, but not allowing myself to, as far as food goes, um, I've, I'm just kind of scared of sugar. Like I've in the past, I've said sugar is my cocaine and I, I was binging on sugar and then feeling like I needed to restrict, but really as far as my story goes, I've never been extreme. I've never been too intense or I've never really done extreme dieting. I would say more of my issues were mental. They were with my thoughts and my stories. I, um, I had worked with a trainer a couple of times and he, you know, gave me a list of foods to eat and like how much and when, and, and also I had an exercise plan that I did five days a week. And at the time it felt really good. And like, I could just sustain it forever. And then I couldn't. <laughs> and so it really did become a cycle. I'd go a few years and slowly gain back my weight. And then I worked with the trainer again and went back down. And by the time I found you, I was ready to stop that cycle. I really love your introduction on your podcast, the things that it says, and it really resonated with me. And I wanted to be able to enjoy food and exercise and my body. And I wanted to not have guilt and shame around it. So by the time I found you, I was, um, I was ready to really do the work and to do it from the inside out. And sometimes that's hard to recognize. And I've been a personal trainer and that's kind of how I started where I would give women, you know, essentially meal plans and exercise plans, and I would send them on their way and I'd see them maybe twice a week and they'd come back and say, I didn't do it. Or, you know, we wouldn't see the, re like they didn't follow the plan. And I remember thinking, but why? I know it works. I, I've gone to school for this. Like I've seen, you know, I know how this works, but there was so much internally and externally in our lives. Right. And you're kind of sharing, there was a lot of stories in your head. I don't feel safe around sugar. Um, I feel like I have to restrict in order to lose the weight. I have to track, I have to eat perfectly. Right. We could go on and on. And those are some things that we worked through because what happens is, is when you're in your head, the results become cyclical where it's like, you get the results for a little while because you track, you may weigh, you measure, and then you don't, right. You lose the desire to keep going that route. Um, and that's yeah. kind of what you shared. And, and I love that because lots of women exist in the extremes, both physically where they're doing the physical extremes of like restricting and cutting calories and all of that. And also, and probably a higher majority of women live in 
the extremes in their head more. And right. wouldn't you say that's kind of where you were? Yeah, because I really wasn't doing a ton of dieting. I just kept thinking I should be. <laughs> really. And I did watch my husband. It is a little more intense and he's always been very disciplined. And I watched him and he seemed to have success with measuring and being very disciplined. And I just, I just hate tracking and I, I just don't like that part of it, but it seemed to work so well for him. It was kind of a, that even brought shame to me. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing myself to him and not being able to be that disciplined. So yeah, I had a lot of stories in my head that I needed to work through. And so, um, yeah, we kind of got off. It felt to me like a little bit of a slow start, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had a lot to work through. And at first, I mean, most programs, it seems like, are like 12 weeks. Yeah. And sometimes they extend into maybe 16, but you told me to give it six months. And I was up for that. And here we are a year later, yeah. <laughs> still hanging out together. But I wouldn't trade the year for anything. It's it's been worth it. Yeah. And everyone's story is a little bit different. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. And, and that's what I love about it because everybody has a different story and everyone has different histories. Right. And I kind of wanted to go into that because there might be a lot of women. And I would say maybe this is where you existed too, where it was when you wanted to lose weight, you would go to the quote diet, right? The restriction. And so you'd say, okay, I'm ready to lose weight. Then I'm going to go pick the plan, the trainer, the meal plan, whatever. And I'm just going to do it. And you mentioned that it would kind of cycle you through. You'd do it, you'd get the results, but then it wouldn't last very long. So <clears throat> a lot of women, including you, when you started struggle with this idea of, but I want to lose the weight quickly. Like I'm desperate to get out of my body. Maybe they're the heaviest they've ever been, or they're really unhappy in their body. And the thought of even six months, not that I'm saying everyone's timeline is different. Um, mm -hmm. but the thought that even like six months it could take to make that change can feel really overwhelming. And so I want to know where were you when we first started with that? And now kind of, where are you with that now, I guess. Yeah. Well, six months did seem like a long time because I do think that as women, we are anxious. We just, we want, we want the weight loss now. And, you know, I, I think back when we started, I knew that there, I had a couple trips coming up there where I was going to be in a swimsuit. And I had to work through that because I wasn't going to lose the weight before yeah. those trips. Um, so I did have to work through that, but I feel like I was at a place where I was really intrigued, first of all, by what you claimed on your podcast, right? Like, how can I learn to enjoy this? And how can I not have guilt and shame? And how can I do it all without tracking? And so I was intrigued, but I really was at a place where I knew I needed to be patient. Yeah, I guess I... I just, I just knew I had to be patient. I knew the quick route wasn't going to work. Did you had so evidence I, that it didn't work, right? Yeah, I, mean, I had evidence that the quick route worked temporarily, Yeah, but I wanted, I was going for the permanent this time. Yeah. I was ready to go 
to go all the way in and take the time and do it right. Yeah. And I think some women, um, it's okay to be wherever you're at in that, on that spectrum, right? Like sometimes there is that, I want it fast, you know, but we have to understand there are trade-offs and you made some trade-offs by taking the lifetime approach, right? So, um, what do you think is different taking this approach than the past approaches that would get you those quick results? Well, this approach, it really does work from the inside. I think the fast approach doesn't take as much mental work. It's actually kind of the easy way, in my opinion, because it's just easy when someone tells you. And I think I tried to get that from you at the beginning. Like, tell yeah. me what, tell me what to eat, tell me what to do. And you were like, kind of letting me work it out and figure it out. And I appreciate that because, you know, I I need to know how to do this on my own. I need to, to be free. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think the short route, even though it's maybe hard in an intense way, it's the easy way because it doesn't require the mental work necessary to really be free. Yeah. I was going to say, um, what, why do you think that mental work is necessary? I mean, someone listening might be like, uh, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I'm afraid uh, yeah. of that. Why, what did it do for you? Well, those stories that I had, and I had, I have a lot of them. Um, they were holding me back. And so by recognizing them and even recognizing that they weren't even true stories, um, I was able to kind of change my thoughts. And by changing my thoughts, I was more driven to the appropriate actions, I guess. Um, I've learned through through past experiences, coaching and counseling, that your thoughts lead to your emotions that lead to your actions. A lot of times we try to take action first. Yeah. But by changing those thoughts, truly changing those stories, um, I just got to a healthier, more peaceful place. And that just allowed me to move forward in the action. Yeah. Would you be willing to share a couple stories that you were holding on to that we were able to work through? Do any come off, come um, up to mind? Well, one that, one that I think we all deal with and I still deal with it, but I've come a long way is that skinny is better, Yeah, right? Skinny is the best way to go. And I, I know that that's not true, but it really felt true. Um, lots of examples around me, even through my process, you know, different diets have come up that have kind of made me mad because they, they come with this idea that skinny is better. And I've just decided that healthy and peaceful is better, that I really like where I'm at. And I'm not, I'm not skinny or in my mind, you know, maybe I haven't reached that vision of what I thought I wanted. Um, but I've come to a place where I, I am actually really grateful for the things that my body can do. And I'm kind of blown away that our bodies have the ability to regulate themselves like they do. 
And so um, I, I still, you know, the, the world just bombards us with that thought that skinny is better. And so I still have to do some work, but I think really that is a story that I've been able to, to kind of work through. Yeah. This idea that there's an ideal body image, right? That there's a particular size equals a health or pretty or whatever. And you've been able to kind of overcome that. And while you're also losing weight, right? So like a lot of times I'll kind of share this idea that it's okay to still love and appreciate your body and want change. And that's the route that you took. You know, we started building peace with that body as we created change with it. And that's what brought more peace for you. Yes, that idea. I didn't recognize that I could have both ideas. I felt like I needed to just love my body, just accept it how it is. But when I realized that I can love my body and accept it and want to change it, like that really was that really helped give me some, just some momentum there. That really did help. Another story I had was that I can't eat sugar. Without losing weight, I can't eat sugar. Yeah. So um, I'm just so happy to say I've worked through that. That's not true either. Um, Because you are eating I'm eating food you love, including sugar, mm-hmm. and you've lost weight and maintained yes. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the habit that I've gained is that I maybe have some goals before I go into eating sugar, or I um I'm eating more balanced overall. I'm eating more balanced. I'm also listening to hunger and fullness cues and honoring those. Um, I didn't, I always joked that I was missing whatever it is in your body that tells you you're full. And I, yeah, I, I'd never listened to it. So I didn't know it was there and it's there. And I, I really learned to listen to it and honor it. And when I do that, I feel good. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't honor that. And that's when I, I can feel it in my body. But I even love that I've um, come to understand my body better too, because I'm kind of a steward over this body. And so I love that I've learned how to care for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the relationship that has been built, right? Because at first it was all about escaping your body, getting out of it. Yes, And I think a lot of women can relate to this idea of like, I don't, I, I got a message the other day actually that said, but when I try to listen to my body, my body tells me I want sugar or treats and I just eat all of them. And, you know, sometimes it feels really foreign to think, could my body crave the foods that serve it? Could I actually be able to stop when I'm full and all of those things? So I wonder if we could kind of walk through a little bit of the process that you used to lose weight without dieting. I mean, that's really what we talk about a lot around here. You know, you have to achieve that food freedom. And that was kind of phase one, right? We were, we were working on body and food freedom. And then we can kind of transition into this 
next step of, okay, I'm ready to lose the weight without going back to the restriction, yeah. without going back to the cycle. What yeah. does, what did that process look like for you? Well, I did start with the process of having to get rid of all my rules. So I had rules about how much protein and how much carbs and um, when to eat what. And <clears throat> so I did have to kind of experiment with that, like eating some foods that I maybe wasn't used to eating because, um, because I wanted to try them. Yeah. Uh, so I did go through that phase of having to get rid of my rules. Um, and I actually gained a little weight in the process. And so then when it came time to kind of be a little more intentional, it was kind of a learning curve because I hadn't ever listened. Yeah. And so I didn't, and I eat fast. <laughs> and so, um, I was used to just eating until I was done yeah. instead of slowing down and just paying attention to what I feel satisfied. And it did take some time. I remember that being like a new concept and it took some time. But once I got the hang of it, then it felt good. It felt good. And then when I was being intentional, I was kind of eating till what, a little less than satisfied, like 80%. And that that was easier actually than eating to satisfied. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it did just take some time. It took slowing down. And then I decided to just try adding in, you know, vegetables a little bit more. So that took a little time. I remember you telling me one time how we spend a lot of time on relationships that mean a lot to us because I didn't want to take time for my lunch. And um, you said a lot of our most important relationships, we take time with them. And so that I had to kind of change my mentality around that too. Um, instead of wanting everything to always be quick and easy, I decided to nurture this relationship. And um, so I started taking a little more time to prepare salads or vegetable trays at the beginning of the week so that when I did have a snacky craving or something, I had a healthier option to turn to. Um, and that was helpful. I, I have enjoyed that. It, that's kind of a habit that I've created is having some healthier options available to me because honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm 52 and I'm, you know, going through hormonal changes and that's been a real struggle for me. Um, but having those healthy choices that are easy and quick have made it a lot easier for me to stick to good habits. Yeah. I love that you, I love that you remembered that story because, you know, when we're in the diet cycle, a lot of it is about escaping that relationship with our body, right? Trying mm -hmm. to, trying to like separate ourselves from it because we couldn't possibly stand being in it and we don't like it. And you brought this idea in, in like when you have body freedom, you learn how to build that relationship together. So you say, hey, body, like we're going to work on this together and we nourish our body to change, right? Rather than shame it to change. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's like, we could almost just leave it at that, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole yes. picture is yes. when you are in a space of nourishing and nurturing your body, you can create whatever change you want. And you brought in beautifully 
how we married mindset with practical, right? Like, yeah, we do need some habits that you can sustain. We can't just avoid food, right? We have to have certain habits. And so you've created some habits that fit your life, right? They didn't, they didn't require you to like overhaul everything or change a bunch. No, but they fit your life. And it's something that is now part of your life, something that you can sustain because you have created it as, um, um, what's the word? Like almost, I don't want to say non-negotiable. That's not like something that you want to be part of your life. Right. Yes. Yes. Another situation I remember that came up was back when I was trying to get rid of rules and I was at a ball game and there was no I was hungry and I hadn't, I hadn't prepared. And so there I was, I was at the ball game. I was hungry and there weren't really any great options for me. And you and I had a discussion about it and determined that it would probably be better to eat something that wasn't ideal and honor the hunger rather than push off the hunger and not honor that and maybe blow it big time a little later. (laughs) Um, And so that's another rule that I got rid of. And it just kind of fits this whole philosophy of honoring my body. I was with my husband a few weeks ago, we were in the car, he was starving. My daughter had a granola bar. And of course, he has the same rules that I used to have. (laughs) And he was just gonna wait. And I'm like, you know, you really should honor your full, you really should honor your hunger right now and eat that granola bar because you're going to feel better by satisfying that a little bit and you won't go crazy later on. And um, he decided to listen to me and he was glad he did. So that was just another example of a rule I needed to just kind of get rid of and go back to honoring my body and what it's telling me. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. A lot of women say, I want to pass on better habits to my kids and your kids are a little bit bigger. So maybe they've seen you, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes a lot of women are like, I don't, I don't want them to see me tracking this food or see me not loving on my body or not wanting to participate. And I love that you, you just mentioned how much it trickles into everything. Right. And you've taught your husband things and how cool is that? Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think that's, that's really kind of the picture that I, I wanted to help women understand just kind of your story is this idea that you can, you don't have to be in the diet cycle forever. And even if that story and evidence is really strong, that the only way you've ever lost weight is by tracking and restricting, there's another way and it's a gentler way. And it is a little bit I guess it's kind of tricky because we could say it's a longer, a little bit longer path, but the reality is, is how many years did you spend in that cycle over and over again? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> We've got people that have spent decades in that cycle. And so yes. when we really look at it, for sure, we would say it's the faster way because I think I could probably put words in your mouth, but you'll have to agree with me. You don't have any desire to go back to that. That's good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I was on that path for decades Yeah. and now I'm not anymore. And so I just thought it might be a good perspective shift for anyone that may feel a little overwhelmed or like, it's not only 12 weeks because that's what popular diets are for sure. Or 75 
75 days, right? You know, we know those things. And um, the reality is, is this way is actually faster because it, it keeps you on the path for life and you've lost. So, so we, we kind of went into it, but basically, you know, we, we did the phase of like working through the stories and the diet and the rules and all of the stuff that we needed to do to be able to step into weight loss without going back to dieting. And then you stepped into weight loss intentionally, right? So this was where, you know, we did, we did, um, you know, track your body measurements and, and things like that. So we were watching things change. And then now you are in a space of maintenance where you're learning yeah. how to meet your body's needs in maintenance. Yes. Yes. So maintenance has been a little challenging for me, <clears throat> but one of the things that I, um, one of the habits I created during all of the food stuff was moving my body because yeah. I never really loved exercise. Um, but I started to just do things that I enjoyed. And it started with walking. I would walk outside and I would make sure I walked 30 minutes every day. And that's kind of the habit that I have now is that I move my body for 30 minutes, at least, you know, 30 minutes. And I try to do it, try to do it six days a week. Sometimes I don't. And I have a lot of grace for myself in those times. Um, but the, the moving my body has, I think, definitely been important. Um, I'm trying to work into some, you know, more than walking, I'm trying to work back into some, you know, stronger muscle building exercises and things like that. But that has been an important part of my maintenance was sticking with moving my body. And it's gotten a little harder with the weather. So I can't go on walks outside. I have to do it on the treadmill and that's not as fun, but, but that is definitely a key part of my maintenance is continuing to move my body and um maintenance also is um been a little tricky to eat to satisfy like that line it's a little easier to stop before i'm full than it is to stop it satisfied and not overeat so that's kind of where it's been tricky but um i mean i have been maintaining so it's working it's yeah. working my, eating my meals, you know, my balanced meals and moving my body, it, it is working. Yeah. And, and I, and, and I like to bake. I really love to bake. And so I had to, for, for like a year or two before I met you, I was not baking as much, but I love it. And so I've started baking again and, and it's been okay. Yeah. Like I just, I honor my body so I don't overeat the sweets, but I always allow myself. So it hasn't felt restrictive. Um, that's been kind of mind blowing too, that I can actually maintain by sticking to these principles and I can still eat what I bake. I just, it's just so much more moderate. I really wonder if a lot of women are like me and they just eat a little too much. Because they're not listening and honoring their hunger and fullness. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're living in their heads kind of like you were, right? Like it's really yeah. hard to just honor fullness, hunger and fullness when you're worried about like, will I lose control if I make this at home or, mm -hmm. you know, or like that I can't have that food and then you lose control over it. And so, yeah, it's, 
it's, it really is a simpler path, right? You wouldn't say that your life has overhauled in the sense of like, we didn't have to do a lot of intense things. It didn't feel like it was just a gradual transition to habits that you want to have in your life. Yes, it really has been. It's been gradual and it has not, it has not felt harder like an overhaul. And I'll be honest, my husband has noticed and he has said, you need to teach me those things that you're learning. <laughs> and he has so much proof that that intense, you know, weighing, measuring and working out hard, you know, works, but he now has proof in me that you can love your body and that you can honor it and move it and nourish it and maintain, maintain health and peace and freedom. I love it. And one thing we kind of talked a little bit before we jumped on to record was this idea of like, and you're still not done, right? And you're still, you're still going, you still have goals, you still have things that are, might be a little bit hard. And one of the things I always talk about is a happy relationship with food is not a perfect relationship with food. And you are going to overeat and you might have some weight fluctuations, but you have skills, right? You know what to do. And women that are in the diet cycle and you've experienced this is like when you, when you mess up, you spiral and you spiral for days and weeks and months, and then you get back on and you spiral. And the skills that you have developed is now, you know, like maybe if you do overeat a little bit, oh, I noticed that. And I know what to do to get back to my habits, to return to my habits, or my clothes are fitting a little bit tighter. I know what to do. Yes. And it comes without shame. If I overeat, I just go, Oh, I overate, but I don't, I don't shame myself over it. Yeah. I just recognize it and move on. And yeah, those habits, I have had some hard things while we've been going through this past year. I've had some challenges come up that normally would have thrown me yeah, and probably sent me spiraling. And I have just kept my habits. Yeah. Even when my daughter was in the hospital, I just, I walked the halls for a few minutes just to move my body. You know, I've just, I've really, I always just come back to those habits. What are my habits? Just stick with the habits. And there's never a perfect time, right? There's never going to be a time in your life where it's the most perfect time that nothing's going to get in the way. So we have to learn. And, And I love that you brought in kind of like a discussion about emotional eating of like, You've learned how to deal with your emotions without turning to food, which is a huge support in food freedom and weight loss and weight maintenance as well. Yes. Yeah. It's been amazing to me that I've gotten through some of the things I have and it hasn't thrown me. I've just stayed. I always say slow and steady wins the race. And I, and I do feel that way. You just, just keep going, just slow and steady, just keep sticking to the things, you know. Yeah. And you're winning your race, right? Like you're enjoying the race. Yes. And I love that. So I'm just, I wonder if you, I'm just going to kind of put you on the spot here for a second. I wonder if you in a sentence or two would kind of just share with the women on this podcast, the transformation that has occurred for you um, in your life by doing it this way instead of the other way. Well, I think the transformation is in one word, I'm more at peace and I do feel freedom, but it has been a transformation of 
of body and mind. Um, it's been slow and steady and, and yet life-changing. And I do feel comfortable and secure around food. I, I've seen people who are like that, but I just didn't know how to get there. And you've shown me how to get there. And I'm so grateful because I do feel like I have been freed from the whole diet mentality. And um, I can just feel comfortable around food. And I love honoring my body. I mean, it kind of feels, um, it's kind of cool to know that I have this body and I've kind of learned really how to honor it and maintain it. And I think because of that, it's, it, life is just better. It's better when you can just be at peace with yourself and love, love your body for all that it does. Yeah. And this is my opportunity to shout out you to say you put in the work, right? Like this, this was all her, you guys, anyone listening, you put in the work, you were willing to work on those stories and believe and trust in the process and, um, be willing to keep going. Um, even when life did throw you curveballs, And so it's, it's so cool because you're the one that put in the work. And I love that that's the outcome that you've received, right? It's, it's worth the effort that you've put in. So before we sign off, do you have any last minute thoughts or a message, whatever you want to call it for the woman that is in the shoes you were when you started, what would you tell her now that you're in this space? Um, let's see. Well, I, I've heard, I've heard it before. You cannot hate yourself better. Um, and I, and I can see that now I can see how really, if you can get to a place of just acceptance and love, there's just, you can do anything. And the process is different than what you're used to but it's so worth it. It's, it's so empowering and so freeing. And if you listen to the introduction of the podcast, those promises, well, you know, just the goals that you have, what you, what you claim to be able to help women do is true. You can help women do that. And sometimes you just need a little help. When I, when I came to you, I was ready for one-on-one. Yeah. Right. I had, I had done plenty of community things and that's where I gained a lot of information and it kind of prepared me. But by the time I came to you, I was, re I was ready to go all in. I needed the accountability. I needed the customized program because I knew that I had some circumstances that maybe were a little different and unique to me. And I think that the the one-on-one -on -one was great for me. I love that you have options. Um, but I just think if you can just be ready to be all in, you will be so grateful that you did it. And yeah, very freeing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I hope it touched some women's hearts today. Um, especially those that may be struggling. So I'm I'm proud of you for being brave and being willing to share your story. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. 
Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.